You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Good early Saturday afternoon slash evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs. We have the people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Oh, yes. You have his advocate, sometimes <laughs> tag team <laughs> the big guy, KG, man. How you feeling, brother? <laughs> the advocate. Oh, man. That's That's been my word for the last two days. I telling my older daughter, I was like, I'm going to be your advocate from now on. She said, what? I'm going to be your Paul Heyman, girl. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well. Uh, I'll take an advocate. Lord knows I need that. Uh, a financer. Shoot, we can we can go out all the things you can be, my friend. Trust me. Timekeeper, <laughs> special hey. guest referee. <laughs> I, I, I'll even be the muscle. You know, I, I'll be the one that just carries your belt when you win the championship. I'm just a muscle. Anybody gets in the way, we just knock them off, man. Well, shoot, I'm gonna have to be like Becky in that case. Then, since I got some muscle, I'm gonna have to give me two belts. <laughs> oh man, so uh. Happy uh, Mother's Day, just putting it out there since it's the Saturday before Mother's Day to all the moms of the listeners as well as the moms that are listening to our lovely Mothership podcast on an earlier edition of the Sideline Junkies, as uh, Senor KG said. But without further ado, I think we should go ahead and hit Around the Universe, and we'll start with the new product that is out there it's not bootios that makes sure you ain't booty it's oozy hot that makes sure your booty is burning <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's interesting uh that we had that interesting segment of, of comic relief from the usos and the revival but the question I want to pose to you is, did that segment, in your opinion, hurt the revival as being a, a hardcore, old school S type of manly bravado tag team? Or was it good to see a little bit of levity from them? Uh, you know, because a lot of folks still look at uh, the revival as uh, akin to Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard or Arn Anderson and and Ole Anderson in those good old days of the NWA. So could you see Arn Anderson putting Usi hot, quote-unquote, on himself and pouring water down his trunks and, and flipping and, and rolling around? Or is this just something fun to see? It, it was fun to see. Everybody, I, I read online, a lot of people say, oh, this kind of takes away from the revival. No, it doesn't. And, oh, the revival's being punished for asking for their release. No, they're not. Because it's angles like this. It remembered. Now, as as I, I love to go back to the attitude mm-hmm. there. And as hardcore as Mick Foley, Mankind, Do Love, Cactus Jack, whatever you want to call him, as hardcore as he was, when his image got softer, he went over better with the fans. And he became a fan favorite. Same thing with The Rock. The uh, Rock, this is your life. 
if I'm not mistaken, still the highest rated Raw segment mm-hmm. ever because they showed the comedic timing of The Rock and Mick mm-hmm. Foley. So I, don't, I, I think that was just absolutely awesome and pretty much it made me like the revival even more. I mean, I was starting to like them a little bit, but it makes me like them, makes me like them even more. So I guess we should ask the new question. Would you buy Usi Hot? <laughs> you know what? Just because of what it is, I may never use, but I'll buy. That's that's like buying Bujos. <laughs> I, I couldn't find a box of Bujos to save my life because I I got a box of Tim Duncan oh cereal. Oh my gosh! And I had it sent from Texas. I had two boxes. I gave one to my brother-in-law, and I kept one. And I have not opened it. He hasn't opened his. I said in maybe about five to ten years, it's going to be worth something. The Michael Jordan's Weedy Box, same thing. Box of Budios, same thing. Usi Hot, same thing. <laughs> I, I'll just have a shelf of novelty things that I'll never use. Yeah. That I'm, I'm right there with you on that, brother, because I'm looking at a freaking Infinity Gauntlet right now. <laughs> Still oh. in the box. I'm like, yeah, it's looking at me. Looking at it, so like, uh huh, yeah. I guess I'll just hang on. It's got all these oh, yeah, man. Too? lights up everything. I haven't even opened it, just sitting there. <sighs> and on the opposite side, uh, perpendicular to it is Molnir, Thor's hammer. So, <laughs> but ironically, in front, mm-hmm. just to give you the, the, the full capture picture of what's in front of Thor's hammer, because nothing goes in front of the gauntlet, we've got Frozone. Semi and Akeem from uh, Coming to America, Darth Vader, King T'Challa, the Black Panther, King Ezekiel, um, uh, Cyborg from uh, Teen Titans, and the Peace of Resistance, the Golden Girls. <laughs> Every morning, man, I have the pleasure of waking up and seeing Sophia. <laughs> hey, I cannot be mad at that, man. I cannot. You gotta be mad love at how, that. I, like, I know what I tell say the Golden Girls is gonna lose his mind because it's all hardcore. You know, it's like, man, you know, kings and and princes and and you know, superheroes and Vader and the Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you, you just, that 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 was a no brainer. If there was anything um, that I had to buy. Uh, in my little small collecting thing of, of random items, when I saw the Golden Girls, like got to, there's no question that that's that's childhood. Then I didn't understand half of what's going on in the show. You watch mm-hmm. it now, like wait a minute, Blanche, oh my, <laughs> you've been busy in your your golden years. Like oh, good grief! But man, I, I could watch that for hours to this day. In addition to singing the theme song, which we will not do. By the way, <laughs> you know what? I, I I had the chance to get Captain America's shield. I don't mean a plastic cheesy one. I'm talking about a real metal shield. And the only thing he wanted so much for it, I couldn't afford it. He wanted five thousand dollars for much. it. You get it for fifteen, fifteen hundred. I almost pulled the trigger on that, but I said no, no, no. As much as uh, it's well, a- I want to, but I can't. I, I mean, so I went for the authentic I wanted replica to. that was made out of plastic and just left that in the box. That's good enough. 
it was at a comic book store I went to. Yeah. So I, I frequent the comic book store, and I just walk in there and just say, oh, if I only had the money. Oh, if you had the money, we had about 12 belts. <laughs> Indeed, we would. And we would not tell the wife that you had the money. No. That'd be the first conversation right there. Where'd that come from? I don't know. We broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I Dennis Robin a heartbeat, baby. I think that fell from the ceiling. I don't know where that <laughs> came from. That. Twice. Uh, and speaking of falling from the ceiling, really, it's a bad segue. Let's talk about. I know we mentioned a couple weeks ago that possibly could happen, but it looks like they are going forward with uh, Samoa Joe and Dominic in an angle, which was pretty awesome to see. At first, I thought he's going to choke out Dominic as he was following him, but then he ended up just doing a. Uh, official intimidation angle, which Joe isn't tall compared to a bunch of folks, but Joe was standing eye to eye to Dominic, but Dominic is tall compared to Rey Mysterio. So that's the dynamic of mm-hmm. life in this whole equation. Everybody's taller than Ray Ray, <laughs> but yet they're about average size. And Joe looks like a, a, a behemoth. He looks like Maui. And he's over there talking to Dominic and, you know, doing his thing. You told your daddy. Like, oh, my God, Joe, please don't hurt this boy. And all I'm thinking the whole time is this would be a lot easier. And Dominic would be more hardcore if he was wearing his freaking mask, which they got to negotiate that real quick. Because, again, he needs to, you know, when Ray retires, Dominic needs to put that mask on. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. What, what do you think they're going with this? That's the weird part about it. I don't even know. I mean, is it a I, – I don't think Joe has beat the brakes off of Ray enough to say it's a revenge yeah. angle. I, I, I don't even know. I mean, I think Dominic's going to catch the L. He, he's going to get choked out. I don't know how he's going to be at ringside or something like that. He's going to get choked out by – People say he's going to wrestle, but him wrestling you know, is not going to be the believable thing yet. But then, I don't know. I think he may pull a Hurricanrana. Um, he may join his dad and do a, a, a Unison 619, something like that. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because I really have not seen any footage of him wrestling to see what skills he has. I know it's in his blood from, from just general lucha all the way up to genetics of, I'm assuming, Ray Mysterio's daddy, because the jury's still out on this, because <laughs> Ray like three foot tall, and Dominic's seven four. So, it's like, hold up now. Somebody need to have a conversation as a, you know, 23 and me, we need to figure out what's going on on the, the, this genealogy, because you shouldn't be that taller than your daddy, unless your mom was six something, and then I, I get it. But well, hold, hold, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I gotta step in and defend Ray on this one because I'm taller than my dad. My dad is five eleven, and I am tipping the 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 tape measure at six four. Well, that's because they paid a little extra, you know. When they was like, <laughs> "How tall are you gonna be?" Hey man, I slide you another five. You give me another foot up in there. Like, all right, we got you. <laughs> Make him six four. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, then, that's like uh, uh, my oldest son. He's 15, and he's almost shoulder to shoulder to me. And I'm like, dude, I didn't have a growth spurt till after high school. Oh my gosh! Like, well after high school, that's when I had a growth spurt. I got up one morning, put my jeans on. They were high water. I don't know. 
but I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping that it's something really interesting. I mean, this has the potential to be like a, a SummerSlam magic item. You know, a great video package. They got enough time to build a WrestleMania-esque video package of all of these things. And I think it has the capability of being on the same level as the stuff with CM Punk and Rey Mysterio. And definitely, because they referenced it, uh, the stuff with, quote-unquote, as Joe said, Uncle Eddie and Rey Mysterio, which arguably those are some of the most amazing matches ever. And I always think the creme de la creme was at Halloween Havoc. Woo! When everything was happening in that match, and, and uh, Eddie powerbomb Ray, and Ray bounced up and seemed like six foot. <laughs> and I thought, all I thought in my head was Jim Ross. He killed him. There's no way Ray Mysterio is getting up from that. And somehow this fool won the match. It was like, God dang. So if we can get that level out of the performance from Dominic, then he should be in NXT immediately. Speaking of NXT, congrats to Bianca Belair for graduating and showing that you can graduate and live your dream on that aspect and live your dream in sports entertainment and be one of the toughest chicks in the WWE, uh, just straight up pure athletic prowess. And Bianca Belair versus Naomi is a dream match of epic proportions. Uh, so I can't wait for her to get called up and those two to to lock up because if they tag together, but if if they go against each other, that'd be breathtaking. And then since she's coming back allegedly to wrestle, um, uh, the other half of the Funkadactyls, Miss Arion may be coming back. Miss Cameron may be coming back. So we'll see if she goes to AEW or if she comes back to WWE. We'll see how that plays out. So congrats, congrats, congrats. Because that added something I can show, you know, my daughter. I know you can show your baby girl and say, hey, look, this young lady, she's got a strong character that is on TV. She's got limitless potential. And she got her college degree while still and sports entertainment. So she has to step away. She can step away and have a career in something and use wrestling as a springboard instead of springboarding into wrestling. So as for any athletic sport, that is really the true pedigree. And speaking of athletic sports, sir, breaking news, if you have not heard, hold on to something from the EA Electronic Arts, EA Sports, EA Big, whatever EA you want to reference. College football is going to have an official presence in Madden 20. Some of the uh, the teams, Florida State, Florida, LSU, Clemson, the Miami Hurricanes, uh, and we're waiting to see if there's going to be any other teams don't know exactly what um, uh, what level of competition it's going to be, how long, if it's going to be a season, or what, how this is going to play out in the story mode. But the college experience, just the fact that you're saying college and Madden or college and electronic arts is still hard to believe. 
but I've updated the boards at work with with this information. It's it's insane to know that it is finally potentially happening again. Yes, finally, finally. And I, I think they realize that that is the piece of the puzzle from the Madden franchise that they were missing because the way it used to work for those that don't know is college football was the testing ground. They put stuff in college and they said, okay, let's play around with this and put this feature out there. If it worked, it made it to Madden. If it didn't work, the state in college, but we got Madden on the highest levels because NCAA football was out there and people were doing just some crazy things. We wouldn't have people clicking on for catching if it wasn't for uh, college. We wouldn't even have the, the conversation, even though it sucked the first time they did it, or at least uh, the percentages per quarterback suck when they had QB vision the first time. And he's like, how the heck is so-and-so's QB vision so small and other people can see the whole field mm-hmm. <laughs> and they suck. No offense to y'all. I'm not naming any names, but uh, you know, all that stuff was thought about and came from, just general gameplay and tournament play from the NCAA side of things. And that is how we got the longevity of Madden and the new Xbox 360 PS3 uh, era of football. And now that that's coming back, if, if we get true college in the near future, then that can give Madden another breath of fresh air to reinvent itself again, to give us something that, will actually shock us because right now there's not too many updates they can do to the grass and the arena <laughs> and the gloves and the, the jersey. Oh, the numbers look realer. You know, they wrinkle and stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like what else can you add to football? But they're doing a good job with giving us a, a, a dedicated storyline. And um, now we got college. And if they can find a way to really get people invested in the Madden Ultimate Team, then, hey, we'll see. But, you know, we're going around the universe. Went off to a little bit left field, but just wanted to put that out there to give some breaking news. That's all right, because you just made my night because I've been dying. I, I need a college football in my life. Maybe that'll get me back into the swing of Madden. Yeah. Because I, I always say we used to buy college football to prepare for Madden. Mm-hmm. You play college football, and in that month, month and a half before Madden came out, you had enough time to learn the new controls, learn the nuances, and say, okay, I'm ready for Madden. Then, you know, I used to get my Madden two weeks early. Thank you, uh, EB Games. <laughs> <laughs> Showing my age there, but, I, you know, you get your game two weeks early and you figure out all the nuances, then you take your college players that's ready to graduate and you put them on to the Madden after you did the first season. I mean, that's what that link right there. Yep. And that's all we're missing from 2K or even NBA Live. Yep. If you had the ability to take graduating classes and move them into the draft on the pro game, so, you, you know, you're importing a draft every year of new crops of talent. So, mm-hmm. and if you have a creative player such as yourself and you played a my player-esque career, four years of college, you decide to go and you take those, those stats, you go on to the next game and you go from there and you, you have your career because you've already laid the groundwork. So, yep. I mean, that's just my thought. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. So, July 30th for the 
collector's edition, which is actually $20 cheaper this year. So it's $79.99 to get it on July 30th, which will be that Friday or uh, August 2nd for general release. So that is also not only is it college infused in, but we now have it at an earlier time frame, thank God. So we're not getting mad and, and then a week and a half later, oh, by the way, hey, guess what? 2K comes out in a couple of days. So then you're, you're spending $120 on sports out of one check. So now we've got a little bit of breath of fresh air and separation in that. But, you know, that's the first major announcement in the year of the 20s. Next, uh, very soon, we'll be hearing later on this month with E3 looming about uh, NBA 2K20. We will be hearing about FIFA 20. We will be also hearing about, since we are a sports show, talking about wrestling, WWE 2K20, and possibly some other stuff like, you know, maybe boxing. Who knows? Fight Night has been also rumored that they are interested in bringing that franchise back to life as well. Or if not, we may get UFC 20, possibly, because they've been very quiet on a UFC front since Undisputed 3, which is still arguably one of the best UFC experiences, period. So, that's that. And now let's bring it back to (laughs) what we're here to do (laughs) and talk about our last uh, interesting scenario of this week before we go to our commercial break and pay some bills. So, we had Samoa Joe and Dominic in one angle. And now we have a returning Daniel Bryan who not only showed up on Raw, but more importantly, was intentionally, I guess, given the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships with him and his partner, Eric Rowan, even though they had to beat the Usos to do it technically. But Shane McMahon was like, here, you guys are getting the belts. I know you have to be mad about. Happy that Daniel Bryan's back, but mad that the tag titles are just being... Here you go, Kevin Nash uh, over. Like, let me just drop down and give you the belt. Uh, mad would be an understatement. I was furious, pissed off. Number one, I, I was kind of hurt because the Hardys had to relinquish the title because Jeff was hurt because of Lars Sullivan. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> yes. But I was like, okay, now you got to have your tournament. I mean, you have qualification matches and lead it up to money in the bank and you know tag team title ladder match at money in the bank this is what i'm thinking never happened and then you just give it to 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 brian and rowan come on man Mm -hmm. like what they didn't even earn it but then on the other hand i'm thinking like this i'm like okay normally when a superstar of a main eventer such as daniel bryan gets a tag title that takes him out of the pursuit for the world championship, which would be either the SmackDown championship or the universal title. It takes him out of that running, that, that, that pursuit. So I'm like, okay, this is kind of going to set DB back a little bit because he should be coming at either Kofi or coming at uh, uh, Seth Rollins. I mean, it's only right. You give him the tag title. I mean, his focus is going to be on tag team division. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's going. It seems like it's going to foul up a lot of things. I don't know why they would do that. Well, like you still have strong tag teams that can carry the division. Yeah, 
Do you think maybe it's because they wanted to give him a little bit of a lighter load? Because you got to look, for the most part, the tag team division is deep. They've got a lot of depth in teams, but yet it's not as much action versus what's happening in the single side of things. For you know, true. you had the potential to be in a tag match or a triple threat match or six mans and all this stuff or whatever. The tag, you may be the champions, but people are qualifying to wrestle the champ, so that buys you a week. Uh, or or to- they could do a tournament, to, and all you got to do is come out and cut out promos, that type of thing. So maybe it's just looking out for them a little bit before they put them in the picture. That, that's true. I, I, and, you know, I, not taking that into account, I mean, you just brought up a a, a valid reason because I – Hey, you know what I do? I put give him the title and give him the Brock Lesnar schedule. Oh God, Every thirty days, buddy. I mean, but the only difference is I'd have him show up. I, I give him a, a a mesh of the Brock Lesnar Hulk Hogan schedule, like the way Hogan was in in, in the eighties. You know, he show up, do a little run in, and then you know leave out. He never really gets in the ring to wrestle. You just know he's there and a little backstage promotional, and then you know keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So we'll see exactly how this plays out because uh, I don't know. It could be setting up for heavy machinery to beat them, which I guess they kind of planted the seed for. So that, it, like I said, there's so much depth in that tag team division between both shows that it could be some interesting opportunities. So they, they've got a, a uphill climb. They may have been given the belts, but they got a lot of proving to do. And we'll see how much heavy lifting Rowan has to do to make sure they maintain those belts. <clears throat> Guess what, kids? It's commercial time. <laughs> so we get to pay some bills, which means we ain't making any money. And then um, <laughs> we'll be uh, back to cover what Bray Wyatt was doing around some kids. A dead rabbit <laughs> and some Grand Theft Auto Vice City sunglasses. We'll be back <laughs> to answer all those questions or actually to be totally confused by just that whole scenario. Stay tuned. Just like that, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now we're here at some murder, mystery, deviousness. Dun, dun, dun. Or just bring one. Oh. <laughs> Week three of the Firefly Funhouse saw the death of a character that really only showed up for one segment and some change. Uh, Rambling Rabbit met his bitter end at the hands of Mercy the Buzzard as we just saw a bunch of stuffing being destroyed and it was just gruesome and, and letting and right after that we had the trailer for It Chapter 2. So what did you think of week three of Firefly Funhouse? The more it goes on the more I'm starting to understand. I'm trying to piece it together but when he, you know, he calls, he calls his followers. He's always called his followers fireflies. Mm-hmm. And he says, 
All you have to do is follow me. But it's the way he he goes from this happy, jolly Mr. Rogers type to just dark. And you know what? The first thing I thought about when I watched episode three, if you remember in it, that creepy TV show that was on every TV. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought about. The way those kids were sitting, I was like, all they got to do is start chanting, kill them all, kill them all. That's all they got to do. <laughs> but it, so you just wait for him to be like, we all float down here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm waiting for everything to come to fruition, full circle, because his return is going to be devastating. Oh, yeah. And it's going to take a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing, I mean, it, every week it gets better. And he he's giving messages. And once it's all said and done, you'll be able to piece every episode together to find out the message. Yep. I'm 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 in love with it. I really am. I, I mean, we've been asking for Bray Wyatt to come back for some time. Yeah, but and then we got a children's show. But <laughs> yeah, but if you notice on his Twitter, you know, it went quiet for a long time, and then he kept making cryptic messages. Mm-hmm. And he did this like last year. It was just cryptic messages every once or twice a week. And it just didn't make very much sense. It was sense. It was very dark. And then now we got this. Yeah, something big's coming. But I, I just, I'm hoping the payoff is great. Because don't I'm let hoping, me know. I'm hoping that when he comes back, he targets Kofi. Because think mm. about the dynamic of you know you got the new day and the pancakes and everything, mm-hmm. and then Bray Wyatt can play off of that and cut promos in that. Firefly Funhouse thing, so they could do a segment on pancakes, and then just to see Bray warp the concept of pancakes, man, you can only imagine what what could be done with that from his. I'm just gonna call it ingeniousness. Mm. You know, don't, don't, he's he has eclipsed, in my opinion, his dad's legacy. And I know that he's still early in it, but if you had to talk Rotunda right now, I'm thinking Bray before I think IRS. Yeah. I'm thinking Bray before I even get to the NWA and beyond to uh, the different territory territories that he traveled through. You know, that man, I'm okay with doing my taxes before I go and be a special guest on the Firefly Funhouse. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like taxes, death. Uh, I know they're inevitable, but I'm going to pay my taxes. (laughs) Hey, IRS, here I am. And make sure you put that earned income credit in. So, (laughs) 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 but um, I, I, it's like, uh, you know, it well, not reminds me, but another sleeper show that many folks, I don't know if you've watched it yet, it's, this season is ridiculously well-written, is Marvel's Cloak and Dagger on Freeform. And 
this gives me that same type of anticipation and wanting to see what the next episode is going to be. And we've only got it for maybe three minutes worth of time. But, you know, so much that's happening in that three minutes. You have to go back and just digest it a second time to figure out what's going on. And Cloak and Dagger is the same way and how good it's produced, well written, and and the flow of it. Um, and it was really cool to see the fans shot that he did on SmackDown and Raw of them looking up at the Titan Trons uh, and, and watching everything unfold. So I know that that's probably a setup for them to do reaction shots to something that's going to happen down the road. So now that the fans know if they're watching up there, it could be on TV. I think that that's a segue to something. I don't know what, but I think it's a segue to something. <clears throat> Maybe they could do a, like a live one backstage. And then he starts referencing somebody in the audience. So, you know, that'd be like a monitor looking back at him so that way he could see. And he's like, yeah, just like that guy in the third row with the da-da-da shirt, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, what the heck? But it'd be a real fan. So you get that real reaction. And then Bray Wyatt is over there, you know, talking to you. That that would be almost that fourth wall Deadpool level of, of interaction with the fans and I think that'd be sick. So I just can't wait. Hmm. I, you know what? You always put a spin on things and it makes it look so much brighter. Yeah, I'm trying to put a spin on my bank account. But <laughs> <laughs> but hey, as long as I can brighten somebody's day. And speaking of brightening someone's day, speaking of pancakes, speaking of a new day, how interesting is it that we basically have every week now going forward Kofi versus all comers we got rematches with Daniel Bryan triple threat matches and you know he's just taking on everybody at this moment I think Kofi has set the precedence to be more of a fighting champion than John Cena was so that's going to be interesting to see especially with the wild card rule and if he just starts defending the title back and forth between shows, that's a whole nother opportunity for him to really get out there and, and, and do stuff and, and have different matches of higher caliber. But, you know, for him to beat Daniel Bryan clean and then to turn right around and then he's got more people that he's facing. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's crazy. So, you know, to beat Daniel Bryan and then turn it around and beat AJ Styles and returning Sami Zayn, he's, 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 he's making it happen. SmackDown Live may become the place that pancakes held up. <laughs> well, I, I, I like it that Kofi is taking on everybody because that's showing you, you want a fighting champion. Right. And unlike what we got with it. Brett, oh, I meant um, geez, Brett. with Brock, I, I got Brett Hart in the brain. Oh gosh! Unlike what we got with uh, Brock Lesnar, I mean, you're getting that from Rollins, you're getting it from Kofi, and Kofi. The simple fact that Kofi taking on any and everybody, geez, I wonder if Kofi would take me on. He probably would. Don't catch that trouble in paradise, though. I, I would be honored to. 
<laughs> I really would be. I'd be out there, be like, hey, Woods, can I just hold Francesca? That's all I'm saying. I can't play her, but let me just hold her. And speaking of passing over between shows, good old granddad, Vincent Kennedy, ushered in the wild card rule that originally was, as he said, because there was a lot of words being missed or mispronounced between him and AJ Styles on Monday. Um, but the original thing that was said was the wild card rule would allow three invited superstars from Raw to go to SmackDown and SmackDown to go to Raw. Then it was clarified that it could be four superstars that could travel between the two brands. Originally, because Fox is not happy with the state of their ratings, so they needed something immediately to show that, hey, we are investing in a brand that is going to really do something major on our networks because they are promoting it already. And I, I tweeted that out, if I remember correctly, uh, an image from um, their presser that showed SmackDown next to UFC. So that's a big deal right there. That's a that's an almighty power uh, uh, setup for those two to be next to each other in programming day, you know, UFC one day, SmackDown live at WWE the next day and the crossover potential and opportunity, which it's thinking that, you know, we don't have this Brock uh, Cromier thing going on, possibly allegedly per Dana White, but who knows what can happen. But to have that crossover on one network, you know, that's a big check that could change everything. But I think that's pretty awesome. And now you got that ability for people to bounce back and forth. So we'll see how it plays out. But it, it made the shows interesting, I would say, this week overall. How did you feel? I just. And be honest. I, I don't like when networks press you into knee jerk reactions, put it that way. And that's what that's what it feels like. So, I'm I'm not cool with that. Really? Yeah. That's just really going to have something to say about uh, our next topic when we come after or come back from commercial break, because as a major sponsor, and we're not well, kind of like basically a network, a major food vendor that is not happy with some of the words that came out of. Lars Sullivan's mouth many moons ago. So when we come back, we're going to jump into the heavy situation that Lars Sullivan's mouth has gotten him into, or Lars Lars Sullivan's tweets has gotten him into, or past tweets, let me put it that way, um, have got the ear of the Mars Corporation. And, yeah, that's going to be interesting because that ear went straight to, hey, you know we are a heavy sponsor for you, WWE, and you're doing what about this? Because you can't mess up our brand with this type of controversy. So we're going to jump into that when we come back, and then we'll be wrapping up the almighty mothership after that. But, yeah, I know KG's got something to say about this one. (laughs) Indeed I do. Stay tuned. And it's time to, to jump in 
to this Lars Sullivan situation. But before we get there, we are in, in my opinion, and you can tell me what you think about this because I want to hear uh, definitely about this this thought that I was having. We are kind of in weird, unprecedented territory. 20, 25 years ago, if somebody said and you know, backwater Texas somewhere, yeah, I really hate them Jews. And they were a celebrity. It was like, man, I kind of heard something about that. And, you know, that'd be about it because that's about as far as you can get because word of mouth traveled a lot slower. You would have to be on a major news network and all this would have to have happened for it to become subject to the court of public opinion. Now, on your phone, looking at you, like, yeah, like, man, what do you think about them Jews? Man, I hate them Jews. Tweet. Boom. Seven years later, when you're, you know, setting yourself up to have a major career run in some professional sport or or business or government. Hey, remember about 25 years ago when you tweeted this? Yeah, we're not happy with that. Mm-hmm. It just magically shows. Or on the other flip side of things, on the power of social media for good or bad, or it's kind of hard to say in certain situations, they released a trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog and the movie, and uh, there's been a lot of Twitter backlash on the way Sonic looks, so it takes a lot to CGI a character in a movie. It took a lot of money to have Bob Hoskins act up against Roger Rabbit. A lot of money back then. Fast running Sonic the Hedgehog standing and playing off of uh, Jim Carrey's Dr. Eggman or Dr. Robotnik cost a lot of money. Hell, came out uh, yesterday, Ryan Reynolds (laughs) voicing Pikachu cost a lot of money. So, For them to say, okay, we hear you guys. We understand that y'all don't like the way Sonic looks. We're going to redo it. That's a lot of money to fix it, allegedly. So that means that now you are in the hole for production twice on the back end. So if the same people that complain that Sonic doesn't look like Sonic don't go see the movie, and you spent all that money to change something, and then you don't make that money back, does that balance out? No. Because I don't see the same people that complain going to see the movie. I don't. I'm just being honest. I don't. Those two correlations, I can understand if it's like, hey, I paid my money, you go fix it, you can keep my money, and then when it comes back out, we're good. They're, most of them are not going to go see the movie. They're just going to complain that, oh, y'all changed it. So, good, bad, or indifferent, is this a good situation that we're in with social media, to your thought? Because think people are changing movies now, and stuff has been dredged up from years ago. Social media is a place where companies, before they hire you, check your social media footprint. Uh-huh. to make sure that you are not going to be a hindrance to their brand should you be brought on board. Even down, 
in some places to just the cashier. Mm-hmm. How do you, I mean, what do you think about the state of the world on where it's gone with social having so much power out of nowhere, basically? I, it, it's it's frustrating. And, and, you know, us coming from an era where you really had to work to get noticed. I mean, you make one tweet, you can blow up and have 500 followers overnight. And then you keep making fire tweets. The next thing you know, you're so-called using air quotations, a brand influencer. Mm-hmm. And you're getting sponsorship deals and everything else because of your tweets. I mean, gee, it's nothing to blow up. And I think, you know, this is, we talked about this once before. Social media is one of the reasons that children of this generation is a right now. They don't want to work for anything. They want everything. Give me, give me, give me right now. You know, I I go buy a video game. I want to be 99 overall right now. No, it's no working. Mm -hmm. 99 overall right now, right now. And that's hurtful, man, because the world doesn't work like that. And then on top of that, you got jobs looking at your your, your footprint and your tweets and your Facebook posts. And I'm like, okay. And I, I think about it. I'm like, damn, did I ever tweet anything that was off the wall, you know, the last seven, eight years since I've been on Twitter? And I'm like, no. But, I mean, I, I, I did some things on Twitter, but not really bad. But geez, just to think, I mean, the near future, let's say speaking about ourselves as sideline junkies, we we got a chance to go nationwide and all of a sudden they drudge up a tweet where I was playing smash a pass with some female on on, on, on Twitter. Well, you know, that that that's that, that's kind of degrading the women and all. Why would you do something like that? It's smash or pass. Either you're smashing or you're passing. <laughs> it's that easy. But mm-hmm. in the instance of Lars Sullivan, I don't even know exactly what he said. I've been trying to find exactly what he said. There's been a lot of pieces out there. He's talked about um, black people and his impressions on their procreation and how much they procreate. Um, he's also made mention uh, uh, in some context of uh, the Jewish culture and, and people. So, and then a uh, little bit into the, the, the Latino Mexicano side of things as well. This, he's a unique one huh. because all of his comments, you know, one most of the time it's like, okay, they just talk bad about black people. Right. He's fended a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's got like an overlap of, of different things. And I know he did a um, apologetic message, but at the same time, Big E has said, hey, I'm aware of what he done done. We'll have to see how this plays out. Um, on uh, the, the Latino side of things, Kalisto said, yeah, I'm aware of what he did, as long as he ain't coming at me, you know. So the superstars are on edge, uh, at least at attention on this situation. 
WWE has said nothing. Yeah. But when you have a major sponsor, because who sponsored WrestleMania? Snickers. Snickers? Oh. Because I had to think about that. I was like, man, I've seen so much. (laughs) Who sponsored WrestleMania last year? Snickers. Ooh. (laughs) When their parent company is saying, hold up. Y'all need to figure this out. You know, not too many other people's pockets are deep enough to sponsor WrestleMania multiple times. Snickers has been there for WrestleMania 2000 mm. and multiple other times leading up to 2019. That's just now, like a thing. So if they're I, saying you need to figure this mess out or we may have to pull out, that's a big deal. Now That didn't happen with Hogan. No, not at all. You gave him a sabbatical. Just one, yeah, Hogan was one thing. They separated from Hogan. That didn't happen um, with Chris Benoit. Not that he said anything bad. It's just that situation was not that good, you know, but <laughs> and, me and you, as a whole. Me and you have talked about the Chris Benoit situation, and I really, 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 really wish it was a way to really know what happened because I, I told you I don't believe that – I believe that wasn't a murder suicide. I believe that was a, a murder all the way around, but yeah. That you know that that's that's something right there. But I mean, even still, it wasn't that, at least from what we've seen on that level, that there could have been a mass exodus of sponsorship. Right. That was just, you know, hey, that's just uh Crispin Wall is a character that you see on TV. Now Crispin Wall is a person. We don't know what the hell he's doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's how they look at it. If you watch an overall old SmackDown that he's featured in, they don't take him out. They just put that tagline up in the front so that way you know these are characters that you're watching being portrayed. Anything else besides that is not uh, reflective of the WWE and its practices. So you got that legal jargon in some capacity up there. But, but I, this I, is uncharted territory. I've done a little digging, and it seems that uh, SI.com has a few of uh, the tweets, and he says he said things about R-Truth, and Kofi Kingston said they look like they could be a part of a black prison gang. Um, not to be racist, but it seems like white people are more willing to take responsibility of their own lives than blacks and Hispanics who are all for government handouts. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as Muslims go, they should be demonized for their religion. They are violent and have a violent agenda against America. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, like I said, he's, he's covered a lot of bases. He basically, if you're going to be coming up the plate for, you know, hate speech, he hit the home run, ran all the bases that may show up. Yep, I'm going to touch the black people. Yep, made that base. I'm going to touch Latinos and, and Latin America. Yep, uh, I'm going to touch the women. <laughs> and I'm going to slide it in the home and make sure I'm okay. And he even had, made a sexual remark about Stephanie. Yeah. So, I'm, so I mean, it, this is the thing, though. And and I, I'm going to throw it back to some things that were from a year ago when we were talking about the NFL draft. Uh BJ's Buffalo Bills drafted Josh Allen, who had racist tweets. And it seemed like it got swept under the rug and everybody just, you know, came out. 
He apologized. It kept going. Uh, the number two pick in this year's draft, Nick Bosa, he tried to go and erase tweets, and he made uh, disparaging tweets against Colin Kaepernick and other people of color. It seemed like it's been swept under the rug. It seemed like that's the 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 norm. That's the status quo when these tweets are unearthed. And, you know, me, myself, I'm a lover of all people. And I believe that everybody deserves a second chance. But the thing is, am I giving you a second chance so you can hide it better? Or are you going to grow from this? And No, I, I agree with that. His comment about Muslims, it it rips at me deeply, as deep as his comments about Hispanics and blacks, because a lot of my friends are white, Hispanic, black, Asian. I mean, these are people I call brother of all nationalities, of all religions. A lot of my friends are, are, are Muslim. And when I hear people say that, oh, Muslims have a, a violent agenda and this, that, and other, and I say, well, you can't judge every Muslim in the world because of what a small group does. If that's the case, you have to judge every Christian in the world because the KKK, the Aryan Nation, they're hate groups, but they're Christians. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you can't judge them because of what a small group does. And I, I just... When, and that's where the conundrum comes into play because at the same time, you have the ability to believe what you want to believe, right or wrong. But then the argument comes, I have the right to say what I want to say whenever because if Twitter didn't exist, I would say it at somebody's house. Yeah. And then I would go to work and be the boss of, you know, 50 after Americans and half five of them hang out. And then as soon as I get home, man, I hate all those N-words. But yet the people at work don't know. Right. So what social media is doing is it's putting the information out. So the don't know is now known. And then you also have everybody jumping in. So but you know, it's like you have freedom of speech and then you have unfreedom of speech happening at the same time because you can't say what you want to say because you can say whatever you want. But yet you can't say what you want to say because people are all listening. But then it's your fault because you put it on Twitter, right? Which is social. So now <laughs> it's crazy. This is something that happened. Uh, geez, I was it Friday morning, yesterday morning. Either way, this lady was on uh, the red line train going to Glenmont, I believe, and she took a picture of a metro employee in full uniform eating on a train, and she said she wanted. It was a black lady. That took that uh the picture was taken of the the lady was white, and she said she put it on Twitter and she said that um she wanted something to be done about this because if I can't eat on the train she shouldn't be able to eat on the train now. Before I go any further, anybody that's rode the metro, Wamada, in D.C. knows that don't nobody care about that rule. Everybody eats on the train, drinks on the train. Mm-hmm. You you go down to the Smithsonian, anywhere downtown, you hit one of them hot dog carts, you go into the metro station. You're not supposed to eat in the metro station. But nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you get one of them daggone good hot dogs that they got down there. Sometimes two. And if you're like me, sometimes three. 
<laughs> you're going to eat it in the metro station. You're going oh, to yeah. eat it on the train. But this particular lady decided to call out a metro employee and say she wanted something done. Now, immediately before the day was over, she felt, faced a backlash, had to delete the tweet, apologize. But not only that, her she was uh, she's a writer. Her uh, publisher has severed ties with her. Um, the people that were going to put out her, another person that was going to put out her book within the next couple of weeks pulled her book and said they're not putting it out because of what she did. Like, she's faced the consequences in less than 24 hours. Now, mm -hmm. you're drudging up things from seven years ago for whether it be Lars Sullivan, uh, Nick Bosa, Josh Allen. It doesn't matter. You're drudging these things up and nothing is happening. If you have an endorsement deal and this is the way you feel, if this is the way you feel, fine. You're allowed to feel the way you feel. But at this present point in time, it, it, it doesn't go anywhere. If you if you hate a certain culture or religion or whatever, don't put it on social media. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Because it, that's, that's the only cure-all for, the, for the, the stupidity of it. it, it it's going to come back. It's going to bite you. And you're allowed to like and dislike whoever you want. Me, personally, I hate the Cowboys. I mean, yes, I put it all over social media how much I hate them. But geez. Oh Lord, we just lost sponsorship. <laughs> oh man, God dang it! Hey, you gotta remember, we. we, we... I like you, Evan Smith. <laughs> no, no, no. Troy Aikman, baby. <laughs> Evan Smith, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin. I have mad respect. Come on, Dak. Come on, Dak. <laughs> oh man, don't get me started on him. Come on, Dak. But we he support you. I, but things like that. Now, when we're talking sports. Yes, you got teams that you, you're going to say you hate. I mean, I'm supposed to. I'm a Redskin fan. So, of course. Don't feel bad. You know, I'm from Baltimore. So, sorry, New York. But we're born knowing that we're going to hate the Yankees, the Browns, the Penguins, and the Steelers. It, it's, it, it's in the blood. You can't help it. Exactly. Oh, we're really not going to like people from D.C. But <laughs> But yet and still, <laughs> here we are. Exactly. <laughs> We've crossed the lines, man. Still have that age-old argument. Don't know what the hell uh, Baltimore House is talking about. And Go-Go may possibly still be the same beat over and over. But uh, <laughs> 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 we have reached across party lines like Republicans and Democrats should do and shook hands and came together every Saturday to bring you all this crazy show. Man. But, <sighs> I mean, the, the simple fact that WWE hasn't said anything, that's what bothers me. Like, I, I mean, the first thing I thought is, oh, man, Lars, you done screwed the pooch on this one because you messed up your push. He's been a part of WWE since 2013. He signed his contract mm -hmm. in 2013. It's 2019, and you're just getting to the main roster? It took him four years just to get into NXT. Then you get into NXT, you become an animal, a monster. I, I mean, dare I say it, and if you want to put him in NXT OVW uh, uh, lore, I would put him up there with the prototype, with the animal, because he was that powerful. Mm. And that's saying a lot. But then you get called up, and they're going to push you as soon as you get called up. But you so-called, using air quotations, have an anxiety attack because you saw your name on the random drug test list. 
and you're gone home for what was it three weeks a month and a half or so mm-hmm. and then you come back and now this comes out dude you, you you got the ultimate opportunity and I understand you apologize and his apology what did he say uh there's no excuse for the inappropriate remarks that I made years ago. They do not reflect my personal beliefs, nor who I am today. And I apologize to anyone offended. Okay. Granted, yeah. you've apologized, but the that's question- a publicist. That's a publicist. <laughs> that's, go- that's, that's legal, legal, legal wording right there. You know that, right? Right. How many times have you heard that same string of words? WWE released a statement on behalf of Miley which is uh, his real name. But the question is, you can... I'm not even talking to Lars Sullivan. I'm talking to Dylan Miley. Dude, if you're not really sorry, don't say I'm sorry. Don't say I apologize. If you're still that person today, don't say that you're... You know, that doesn't reflect your beliefs or who you are today. I'm going to tell you something my old GM used to tell us all the time. You make a mistake, own it. Mm-hmm. Own it. You, you, If this is you and that's who you are, own it. Because you have a right to be that way. Exactly. But own it. Right. It's out there in the beginning. Say, hey, look, this is me. I'm, 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 I, I don't like this one, I don't like that one. I don't like these. I don't like that. I just don't like them. I'll tolerate you, but I don't like you. I think I can respect you more because you're real with it. Mm-hmm. But if he really is genuinely sorry, and you see, it's a difference between I apologize and I'm sorry. It's a difference. So if he's sorry and he apologizes, I can respect you for that too. If this is no longer you and that was a part of your past and you've grown, I respect you even more for growing up. Right. But but then you have the other side of coin. How do you how do you atone? Because that's that's where you know I started with the whole umbrella thing of social media and and its influence and strength, which truthfully is gonna get out of control. But how do you atone to the masses? For them to believe you, because just saying I'm sorry, everybody can say that. Saying I apologize, but what is? It's not like you you committed a crime. You go to court. Here's your sentencing. You committed your sentence, and you know I've done my time. What was told to me, and now I'm done. I'm free. I did my time. So if that's what the you know the the law of the land said I had to do by law, I've done what I need to do. Now I'm going to try to rebuild my life. That's one thing. But in social media perspective, how do you reverse it? What can he do to even show if he is truly a different person? Because people could change. I'm not condemning him. I'm not. I mean, if that's who he is, that's who he is. If he's changed, he's changed. That's on him. He's got to be held accountable for that in his life from just a personal standpoint. But in a court of public opinion, what does he need to do to prove that he is not that way? Does he need to grow a fro and start hanging out with Al Sharpton <laughs> in the jumpsuit? I hope he doesn't hang out with Al Sharpton. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, is he going to National Action Network meetings? I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, go and, and sit in on, on Minister Farrakhan's speeches or anything. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Eric on to break him down. Yeah, and he, he, I guarantee you he'll see life totally different in a good way. He'd be like, well, damn, okay. Um, But, I, I mean, you could go through and you could say, I'm going to donate to this cause, but you, you're throwing money at the problem if you want right. to donate the causes. Do you make him watch Amistad or, or Roots? Make him watch Roots. You know? I mean, I, I think all I think, of it. <laughs> I think everybody. I don't care what color you are, what nationality, what religion. Everybody should have watched Roots at least once. And Shaka Zulu. Oh yes, and Shaka Zulu. I'm I'm still trying to find that on DVD. You need to watch Shaka before you watch Roots. That way you saw what it was like on African soil, and then what came after that when you were transported off, and then Amistad and and. Um, you know, other movies of that nature. But I, I don't know. That's that's why I'm not mad at what he said because he has a right to say what he wants to say. And that was back then. Nobody knew that social media was going to become this billion-dollar business. It's not even about opinion. It's business. People are tweeting to get recognized, to get recognized, to get followers, to get followers. It means you get sponsorship, to get sponsorship. It means you're getting paid, to get paid. It means you get more sponsorship, to get paid. And then you just ping pong back and forth between sponsors and pay. That's pretty much it. People are getting famous off of Facebook and YouTube and all this. Mm-hmm. Instagram. I'm, a, I'm an Instagram model. Wait a minute. You're not, on, you're not out there with Tyra? How? No. How? It's like, you know, that's at least the, the video girls was getting paid to be in a video. Right. You just taking pictures and posting on Instagram. If ain't nobody paying you, you're not a professional. You make $1 then you're a professional. Well, yeah. And then, you know, you got, don't forget outside of Instagram, you got your YouTubers who yeah. do, uh, what, what is it called? Um, mukbangs. What, what the heck is that? People sit around and they, they, they watch you eat and talk. Like you'll, let, let's say, okay. What? No, no joke. You come up. Okay. Line junkies decide, oh, you know what? We're gonna go to an all-you-can-eat restaurant. And we go out to an all-you-can-eat restaurant and we do it big. Where we make a whole video from different angles and we piece it all together. And you know, we got the lightning and everything, and we're just sitting there, food on the table, all four of, well, shoot, all six of us in a row. And we're just having old school dialogue, just the way we normally do when we all get together. And we could put that on YouTube. And if we are talking about something that everybody wants to hear, we talk about uh, the food that we're eating, how good it is, and this, that, and the other. You can make money off of that. It's a a woman, B-Love. She has a million views on almost every one of her videos. And all she's doing is sitting down and eating seafood. Wow. And, 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 uh, <laughs> the thing about it is, her she she don't really she's not really talking about much. I don't even know what she talks about. I just want to know where she gets the seafood from, and she's a smacker. So when she's eating, she's all that. So it, it, it that's the annoying part to me. But people love it, and she gets paid. If I'm not mistaken, I was told that. She gets paid so much, her husband was able to quit his job just to become her manager. That's crazy. I'm just like, are you serious? That's crazy. 
Now, I mean, I get on my kids, you know, even to this day. When I say to this day, I mean today. Um, <laughs> like, why are you watching people play Fortnite when you have the game? Just play the Fortnite. I don't know. Hey, I'm not going to get on that whole thing. You feel the same way I do. Why do you sit there and watch like kids this, play with toys? There was that old song that, that just laid down the, the whole preface of this. Remember, video killed the radio star. Yeah. And <laughs> video killed the strat guides. And now, you know, I I I can't Man. I can't watch nothing against them. No, but I can't watch somebody play a game that I own that I can have the experience. So I can't watch somebody give me a review or read somebody give me a review on something, and then I go see it. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? This game was awesome, or this movie was great. Exactly. But because they're just haters. Oh, you know, like even I got an argument with one of my friends about, uh, you know, uh, the end game and, and like I can't believe this and I can't believe that. And they just this I'm like, dude, you can't just go there and watch the movie. They didn't have to give us the Infinity War at all. So just the fact that I'm seeing an Infinity Gauntlet in live action and it's badass around Thanos as it should be and all the Avengers and all this stuff happening. Dude, that's enjoyable. I could care less about the subplot of the subplot. They're like, but the meta is. I don't care about that, man. <laughs> After I paid five dollars, was I entertained? And did I want to go out there and throw my shield at somebody? If that that's the feeling I got out of the movie when I left, it's mission accomplished. And how do I know that's how it is? Is because you know I saw it with my kids one time, and then we went to see it. I guess, oh, hell. Uh, we went to see it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I go there or do I not go there? But, uh, you know, as a, a dad, you know, with, you know, young kids that I know me, ain't nobody going to pee. No. You know, I'm like, Dad, I got to go pee. Uh, it's a three-hour movie. Hell no. I want my all my money's worth. You're going to sip that juice uh, or soda, whatever you got. You're going, you know, better not eat as much popcorn. You're talking, oh, my mouth dry. This is too much salt. Well, you should not eat all that popcorn. Sip a little bit, put it down. Because ain't nobody going to pee into these end credits. So, you know, but I I talked to them because we saw it so that way the first time, so that way they could just get out their system and they're going to talk, yell and stuff because, no, you ain't doing that up in Endgame. Um, and then when we went there, they were quiet, like, Dad, we saw this already. So he just sat and watched it. But then they got to see the reaction of people through certain parts. And I know we could talk about spoilers and stuff, but I'm still not going to spoil anything per se. But Captain America, um, <laughs> where, where, where people popped and, you know, they had the moments. And I said, hey, did y'all see how people were excited when this happened? Like, yeah, Dad, they were all excited. They were cheering and stuff. That is what when they write the movies, what they intend for it to be, for you to just enjoy the movie and have that reaction. That's why I took y'all after we didn't already seen it. And I spent about $70 because I had to get the collection tens and all that um, to, to go do this. So you guys can experience what a movie is supposed to be like when you have fans that are just there to watch the movie and how enjoyable it is. That's what it's about. But you know, when you are ruining it, ruining it and talking about this and that and, and talking bad about it, and then people are believing you because they think that you are the and all be all. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You barely know what the hell you're talking about. It's a movie. It's not that serious. Yeah, I don't know. 
And you know what? That th- those social media influencers will make IGTV videos. They'll make uh, YouTube videos, and then you know you lose all credibility to me when you say, "Yeah, um, the black guy with the wings, uh, uh, the 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 black." What did you just say? Yep. Uh, uh the, the the black Iron Man. Yeah, he 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 was really good. His name is Rhodey. If you do not call him Rhodey or War Machine, shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's that serious. And then the way people, it was, I think I said it before, it was a man over in Japan. He walked out of the movie theater and was giving away spoilers. And they, they beat the hell out of him. his behind, and rightfully so. Like, it was I'll, a dude if, that if broke I up with his girlfriend. There, I'd have done one of those little slow runs and then hit him with the Randy Orton punt just to oh. just drive it home. It was a dude that broke up with his girlfriend because she had seen it and she spoiled it for him. Oh yeah. So he packed all her things and he put her out. Yep. He told her, "I don't want. I don't even want to be with you anymore." This is not a game. This is serious stuff. That's the equivalent to us if somebody just watched, uh, you know, however they got it, the ending of WrestleMania, and they watched it 15 minutes before and said, "Oh, babe, did you know that?" Da, da, da? Come again and say, "What? Do you not see me watching this right now?" And you this better not be what. I, oh, snap you mm-hmm. up. <laughs> you can't do that. That's like uh whether it be Game of Thrones, oh, whether it be Walking Dead, when somebody you, you're on and I had to learn this a few years ago because I had people that follow me on Facebook that worked at night and they didn't see it until Monday morning. And I was telling about it the night before as it was happening. So I was like, oh, okay. I respect that. All right. I found another way. You don't have to go to social media to ruin it for everybody else. And just because you you do movie reviews, what you see out of your two eyes does not speak for me when I'm going to see what the People's Choice Don Rodriguez is going to see because we're going to see it from three different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And if if it's that easy to become a social media influencer, then daggone the sideline junkie should be able to influence social media too. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know if we need that responsibility because then they'll be looking at a microscope and we all know I said some crazy things on my Facebook. Nothing bad is just that. What the heck is this fool talking about Lifetime movies? Oh, God. What the heck is it, wrong with him, man? It happens. I mean, which I, I mean, don't I, know. Big props to the Aspire Network. The uh, I don't know who owns that, if that's a BET affiliate or what, but they are getting some movies on a level of you watch that just like Lifetime about 20 minutes in. Next thing you know, you're there for two hours. They, <laughs> they still have the same problem, though, like a Lifetime movie where you have an hour and 50 minutes of story building that's hot, and then they give you 10 minutes of a resolution. Like, wait a minute. That's it? I don't get no after? that You, no. you just ended the movie right there? Mother God. And then the next movie starts. You're like, oh, what's that? Oh, shit. I'm in it again. Exactly. <laughs> Christmas will get you, boy. <laughs> you, you know what? If you haven't seen The Intruder yet, that's what that 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 right there does that to you. Oh no, don't say that, man. You better not give me. Come on, man, Dennis Quaid, man, don't give me no ten minutes of resolution. I'm gonna need more out of you, sir. I'll say this, and I'm not gonna no spoiler. Dennis Quaid, his part in that movie, absolutely awesome. I loved it. Mm. The other part that I loved. More than that, Megan Good looks so good. 
she looked her last name. No, man. I can't look at her like that because every time I look at Megan Good, all I see is the little 12-year-old, whoever she was, and my cousin Steve. <laughs> I can't, man. It's just weird. I look at her and be like, man, Good's so hot. Like, no, man. Where is Skeeter at? And she's like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I have to walk away because they don't get it. Like, come on, man. This is old school Nick. Nick Cannon knows about it. Yeah. That's a whole other story. <laughs> so, obviously, somebody got us a soapbox. But I wanted to bring up that Lars Sullivan thing because, like I said, it's it's one foot in and one foot out. Now, I know the WWE really needs to say They have to. Well, they, well correction. They have no choice. Because it's gone to the sponsorship level, and that sponsorship level can affect the Fox level, and the effect in the Fox level, Houston, we have a shutdown problem, and that is not good on the AEW level, creeping up on them in a couple weeks. So they've got to do something. I know the sad thing is, that's why I asked, how, how could he atone? Because it may be. Lars Sullivan no longer exists. 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 That's what I was getting ready to ask you. To would you would you go as far as firing him? Oh, you know, if they're gonna do that, it's gonna be in the Vince McMahon special. He's gonna come out to the ring. This may be how he'll have to atone and 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 work his way back. Well, this is how I would do it. Vince is out in the ring. Lars comes out. Vince looks at him. Snaps his fingers. Lars walks out. <laughs> you got to hit him with the Thanos. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> hit him with the Thanos and that's it. Mr. McMahon, I, I don't feel so good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this guy's gone. <laughs> not, not, I'm just, I mean, it's funny because of the thought. The situation's not funny, but <laughs> can, you, can you imagine, Vince? You would have the grin of his face thinking he's definitely hit Super Saiyan God mode up in his piece, but mm. um, yeah, I mean, he meant, I don't know, he would have to go way down, like send him to Ring of Honor type of Damn. thing and <laughs> let, let him let him prove himself and maybe we'll call him back after, you know, he runs a program with um, Jay Lethal or something like that <laughs> take some bumps or whatever I don't know. Would you send him back to NXT? Or maybe put him bring back the nation and have him and Ron Simmons and a godfather and even D'Lo Brown <laughs> be his managers. Well, that, and you have like six months worth of segments of black history education. <laughs> Something, I don't know. I'm just grasping the straws of, you know, things that they could do on the, the screen, but they, they've got to address it. They may have to give him a hot mic and let him say something. I know it sounds crazy. But you know you gotta quench the uh, or quench the, um, the social media thing, man. Or you you gotta tap them yeah. out. Yeah, you, you, you got it. But sitting back, being silent, is not going to help this situation. Yeah, well, not too long. I understand they gotta have a lot of meetings, which is not good for him career-wise. Because if they having a lot of meetings, not about production, but about you. And how much money you can cause? Yeah, you may be having that conversation with Carano. And it's not about Total Divas. (laughs) So I I don't know. But, you know, we'll leave that up to you guys uh, to comment and let us know what you think. I know we've given uh, our our perspective 
on a couple different things. And that's why under this, this new format from uh, where we started uh, with different things, we covered just uh, some random topics so that way you guys could chime in and let us know what you think. And, you know, feel free, man. We love other perspectives on what the WWE can do f- about Lars Sullivan and what Lars Sullivan can do about Lars Sullivan. <laughs> and then we'll go from there. Yeah. So, I mean, only time will tell. So, yeah. But speaking of telling, you might as well go let them know where they can uh, hear us on their phones, tablets, and computers. Of course, you can hear us right here on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Uh, new additions are TuneIn, Player FM, iHeartRadio, and PodCoin. Now, if you join PodCoin, we are in the bonus section. They pay you to listen. So go on out there, get 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 paid, and listen to the sideline junkies. Don't matter. We got shows on shows on shows. You can binge listen to us and just get paid. And also remember, if you join on Podcoin, you join on Google Podcasts, um, any platform you join on, make sure you follow and subscribe. Please, you do that. I'm sh- you know number one, we're gonna follow you back, and that's Twitter, Instagram. Uh, especially Twitter. We follow back on Twitter, Instagram. We try not to clog the feed up too much because uh, we we got a lot of sports pages we keep in touch with. But on on Twitter, we follow back and make sure you follow the Facebook page, uh, Sideline Junkies Colon Podcast. Everything else is just Sideline Junkies. So give us that follow so we can follow you back. And see what you got to say. Yep. Well. That's another power hour in a little bit. We had to go off uh, off and talking about some crazy social media stuff. So if social media has a comment, because it seems like social media should be yeah. like a person. That way you could just point to her and she'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Me? You mean me? Then she'd give you the look at better eyes like Nia Jax with better eyes. And you'd be like, it's all good. <laughs> like that's how I would go down. You're like, don't worry about the social media. I know you didn't mean it. I didn't know. And then next day, something else blows up. I told you I didn't mean it. And speaking of Naya, guess who's back up? Oh, I seen it. And I saw, getting I saw. it in the gym. And what do you think about that short hair that she was uh, sporting when she was? I uh, love doing those squats. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. She's going to be, on average, between 30 to 50 pounds lighter when she comes back. Guaranteed, because she's not on the road eating. So she's eating healthy because she's got to put good stuff in her body. She's working out. Um, It's going to take time. I'd say by SummerSlam-ish or right after. Boy, she may come back at the same size Mm. as Tamina. That's dangerous. Thickness. That's dangerous. Because Lord knows, Naomi needs some competition. Because that green outfit she was wearing, I don't even know how standards of practice will allow her to you know, work out. You, you know what? Saying. Sometimes I'd be like, y'all push the envelope on this, Naomi. I understand. You You damn near what? I, when I look at Naomi, I, I just say, 
dude, how do you, how do you let her walk out of the dressing room like that? She she would be late to every match. I couldn't be, I couldn't be her husband. Heck yeah, like, well, yeah, she's still in gorilla. <laughs> like God, dang. why? Because gorilla monsoon is looking. <laughs> like he came back from the grave. Like hold on, me and the brain got to have a conversation about this. <laughs> Bobby Heaton only has good things to say. You know that that's. That's when you know something's going in the right direction. But uh, as always, you know, like you said at the top of uh, the show, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are, that are about to be our moms. Um, uh, Shelton Benjamin's mom, Thea Vidal. I mean, <laughs> moms give a shout out. <laughs> Linda McMahon. <laughs> Ernest the Cat and Miller, because we called his yeah. mama an awful lot. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Reby Hardy, uh, I don't know, quite a few moms out there. I'm trying to, I'm brave far to go. Oh, Mickey James. Oh, yes. well, I, 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 with Mickey uh, James, I mean, she's something else other than a mom. But I ain't gonna get into that. This is a family show. Well, she's saying it. She's calling herself. You know, she's pushing for the myth, the yeah. milk angle. So hey, call call it what it is. You know, Beth Phoenix, Trish Stratus, um, oh gosh, uh, Ivory, if you would like to be a mom, let me know. Uh, <laughs> just putting it out there. And, and <laughs> hey, man, that's a, that's a crush from Glow. You know, that's a long yeah, time right there. That, that's a crush from Glow. She tell me, hey, I got nothing better to do. Like, oh, <laughs> so, longest ride, <laughs> longest line, shortest ride. Or longest rod, shortest line. It don't matter which way you go for Space Mountain. You can enter in on either side. I'm telling you what the end result is going to be here, Ivory. I am telling you. That crush, that's like, hey, thank you. Uh, but either way, to all the <laughs> moms, uh, happy Mother's Day. And uh, we'll be back uh, same bat day. And yeah, because, I mean, this is early show. This is pretty good. Yep. So we'll make it happen. As always, I appreciate you, sir. And then we can, you know, kind of squeeze by Mother's Day. And so I talk about Father's Day. Yeah, because I, I need a new grill and, and I need a, a drill. So, man, you better start with wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time. What you want for Father's Day? <laughs> They're 20% off right now, today only, just to let you know. You know what? I'm going to do so, that. <laughs> so we need to work that out. But. All right, sir. We will do it again. Indeed. And of course, as we always say, we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.